Free Kicks is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And it's Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You podcast, it's going to be a great show, Steve. Yeah, because two things are going to happen at the same time. I'm going to be slowing down my vehicle long enough for you to look at me and see the eye of the tiger. We've got two members of the Ides of March, Jim Peterick and Bob Berglund. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. That's the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. I can't wait. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> the following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Back in the saddle again uh, for another episode of Free Kicks, where we talk about our favorite uh, league, the English Premier League. And f- the only way to start the show is to find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So, uh, you know, Adam, you and I have talked about this a few times. I have, uh, I'm an old school guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not totally comfortable with the new trend of everyone playing it out of the back. <laughs> and I think, I think it's time to make some admissions about this plan that it is not the be-all, end-all of, uh, of soccer. And the reason why is because the goalkeepers are not that great with their feet. <laughs> and I know there's a couple. There yeah. are, there's probably yeah. a dozen in the world that are fantastic at it. Yeah. Um, and, and we found, and one of them I thought was Loris from, yeah, from yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. And, and why don't you tell everybody what happened? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're seeing it more and more now, the pressures on those goalkeepers. And uh, obviously Hugo, what I'm finding is sometimes the goalies are trying to do a little too much with the ball. And I think yes. Hugo, I don't know if he was doing a little Cruyff turn there. Did you see yeah, that? I mean, it was I, like he was trying to do like a wacky, a fake him out sort of it, move. Exactly, which is not the best, especially <laughs> when you're two yards away from your goal. Yeah. And got caught out with it and then they scored on it. So you're right. I mean, there's, there's a time and a place to do it. I think you, I, I do really like the fact that um, it's causing maybe some more goals being scored, which well, is nice, true. which is good, which yeah. is adds to the excitement. But, you know, like you said, it does get to a point when you've got to know what you can and cannot do. Yeah. I think when you look at it, when you look at it from our standpoint, from my standpoint, the youth and the high school and, and different levels, sometimes you can't do it because the fields are so bad. Well, that's a good point, too. It's <laughs> so, just too dangerous. Yeah, you just wouldn't do it because it's yeah. so bumpy. I mean, we've been on some bad fields. but uh, And also the narrowness of some of the fields. You've seen some high school soccer games where you're playing on a football field. You just can't do it. That's true. Um in the English Premier League, you're playing on basically a putting green every single I week. Know. Those fields are just so beautiful. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And then, so they, they kind of think there's really no reason why they can't do it. So I agree with you. I think there's a time and a place. I do like the fact that we are working on playing out of the back. It's good for the youth to see that. Yeah. I, I guess I look at it from a bigger picture. No, I know. And, I know. And uh, you know that I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not debunking the entire concept mm-hmm. of it but 
you know, let's let's get serious keepers here. You know, I mean, uh, you're not Cruyff. Yeah. You're not Maradona. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. If they're if they're passing the ball to you, they don't want you to keep it. They want you to pass it to somebody else. Hundred percent agree. I agree. Yeah, there's time and a place to do it. And goalkeepers are not renowned for being great with their feet. No. Not all of them. Maybe this is a new trend now that we're going to see more goalkeepers better with their feet, which is good. But again, look at all the trouble that Guardiola had to try and find a good goalkeeper That's with true. their feet. So, but statistically, they just, I mean, the, the, kid, the goalkeepers have to get better. 70% of the time, 70% of their touches in terms of uh, when they're using the soccer ball is with their feet. Okay. So it's got to be done. Yeah. You know, and so that's just the way the game's moving. They've got to be good with it. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can progress forward with it. And this really did start with Pep, didn't it? I mean, yeah. He was with uh, Bayern Munich. I know that uh, Man- Manuel Neuer yeah. was uh, one of the sweeper keeper. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. He's he's he, all over the place. <laughs> he, he takes way too many chances. As a fan of Bayern Munich, he, he drives me crazy. Yeah. I think it was it in the World Cup when he was up for a throw in and the, the ball went behind him against Mexico. I think something like that. Something yeah. crazy. He was like, <laughs> he was almost in the penalty box there. Yeah, it gets to a point where it gets a little silly. But again, really like the fact that we're moving forward in terms of playing out the back. And it's good because you're seeing that at U9s, U10s at our level that we're seeing kids playing out of the back too. Oh, that's great. Um, it did almost cost Tottenham the game. Though, yeah, however. it did. It did. So, but they did come back and win. Yes. I thought that was a, yeah. a, a good one. Now, there was another keeper uh, that had a... Uh, a rough game if you saw the Liverpool game yeah I did yeah so what was the name of the keeper do you I, remember I'm it? trying to remember yeah. I, I, I Gladstone I think it was if yeah. I remember young guy young guy and he had played very well I know I know he'd had a good game right and it was interesting I was and talking they held down Liverpool who's got this most explosive scoring uh, you know team in, yeah. the, in the world yeah and, and it was just tough and it was funny I was talking to an American in my office about this yesterday and he's a, I know he's a listener so there you go okay. so that's all good but we were chatting about it and he was saying that it's interesting and he saw when he watched it that for one split second he looked away from the ball and that's exactly what uh-huh. happened because what had happened and I see this all the time he'd, he'd already caught the ball Right. And was distributing it. Yes. So it, he was already thinking ahead. Yeah. And I get that perfectly. But he hadn't made the save yet. It's like a second baseman and a double play. Yes. Making the next throw before he catches the ball. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. And obviously, it's the ultimate in terms of the mistake. Because right. it goes through his legs and boom. I know, and it it really looks bad. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it trickled over. It was like one of those things. It didn't just speed in. It trickled over, and And, that's what made it worse. And the final score was one to nothing. Yeah. Which, you know, and Liverpool is still undefeated. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the beginning of the season has been very, very strong, but you're starting to see some chinks, right? Yes, Um, So we're going to get to, you know, picking games this week. You know, they've got a tough one coming up this week. Yeah, definitely. But you're you're right. There's definitely some chinks in the armor, I think, um, against the Sheffield United team. You know, they they play a really interesting style. They... um, they have overlapping wing backs in a three back system. Yeah. You know, we talked about that last week to yeah. try to kind of see. I thought it was interesting to see it. They do get exposed, 
but it does cause teams some problems. So um, they're fun to watch. Yeah, Chris Wilder, who's the manager there, he he's a little innovative. It's nice to have an English manager who's innovative in yeah. terms of <laughs> coming up with some new ideas. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a good game to watch. Um, give Sheffield United all the credit. Uh, I think the manager was a little disappointed that they didn't get something out of that match. Uh, but they definitely, you know, put themselves in a good situation to do it. Yeah, it's a, it was a moral victory. Yeah. I mean, they're still uh, just up from the bottom division or, the you know, the lower division. Yeah. And here they face the European champions. Yeah. And they only lose one to nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Coming up, they've done well. They've done well. So let's talk about the team that is really impressing me and and, and looks like they have a real shot at finishing final four and that's Leicester City. Yeah, it's uh, it's ironic, isn't it? The yeah. former Liverpool manager right <laughs> now uh with a new club. He was up in uh, at Celtic for a few years, came back down. There's a little bit of controversy when he left there kind of near the end of the season, but He's working wonders with Leicester City. He really is. You can see that the team's playing for him. They're yep. enjoying themselves. They're having a lot of fun. They beat a very poor Newcastle team. I'm sorry about that, Newcastle fans, but yeah. you look pretty dismal. And they and they only had 10 men. Yeah. Did you see that <laughs> challenge? That, uh, I know. I mean, that was one of the worst ones I've seen. Yeah. I that mean, was uh, immediate and, red card. Yeah, and those things happen. You know, when yeah. you're, you're down there and you're struggling and things aren't going well, those are the things that take place. So they've got bigger issues for sure, Newcastle. We'll probably chat about them another time. But, right. but Leicester, I mean, with James Madison in the middle, he's, uh, I know he missed the game because yeah. uh, of an injury. And but they still won five to nothing. Still won five. So that gives you an idea of the the strength of the team yeah um yeah they, they've got some really good players really good team so do you think that they are going to make the final four it's a they? good question i was listening to some stuff on the radio actually when i was driving here and uh they've got a realistic shot um you know i think you know they're not too far off from winning the league you know they so they still yeah. have that mentality of we can do this yeah they still probably have a half dozen players that were on that team exactly so they've got some players I mean, I, I would say they're in that group. I mean, when you look at some of the other teams, you know, the you, you're looking at a Man United's and Arsenal's as also, you know, yeah. almost Rands. You know, they're dropping down. Whereas a Leicester, even you could even say a Crystal Palace is now moving up. So they're going to be up there. They're certainly going to be in the top six. I can't see them not finishing in the top six. That's something. Um, I, I, this is, you know, as... Someone who's been complaining that it's been boring. They're always yeah. the same teams in there every year. Um, that I, don't, I think this is the year that something something is going to shake up. I agree. And I, 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 I give Brendan Rodgers a, a lot of credit. He's a very smart man. He knew that he was onto something when he went down there. Yeah. You know, he saw the roster and he, said, I think I can do something with exactly. this. Exactly. He, he had a good base. Yeah. He's got some great financial backing. Yep. Um, great fan support. He he knew that he could go in there and do something, and uh, obviously he's he's getting the job done. But you know, it's funny. You said that that looks like they're having fun and they're playing for him, and that was exactly what did not happen in Liverpool when he yeah, was there. I mean, he was known as not fun yeah, at all. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he had. I think it was there was definitely a period of time when they were really enjoying it yeah. and they were doing well. But then near the end, like you said, it was. It was a little rough yeah. um, near the end. He turned on his team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think you said this last year, but uh, once a coach turns on his team, 
You know, mm-hmm. the team's just not going to play for you. It's yeah. not like the old days. These these uh, the kids are you know they're kids. They're yeah. in their twenties. Sure, sure. They don't respond to that. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, and that's the biggest thing. And when you look at the teams that are struggling, it's partly because the manager cannot associate with their players. Right. You know, and you know, you see that down near the bottom of the league now. You know, Newcastle, who they lost to. Yeah. You know, who who Leicester beat. You know, that's a team that's you know, probably in that situation. I hate to say it, but that's why I picked them to not make it this year because they were held together by Raf Benitez yes. last year, yep. who was a great coach, yep. you know, who who saw what they had and figured, you know what, we got no talent here. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing all on defense. Yeah. And you hate to say it, but that was what won for them, or at least won enough for them yeah yeah he held it together there's yeah. no question the fans knew it they knew it that yeah. they were they were probably exceeding their expectations in terms of what they were doing but uh yeah now with steve bruce i know i, I think he's a good manager he's been around the block he understands yeah. the game but i think uh, he's got a lot of work to do so on saturday i was running around so i, I didn't get to see all the games mm-hmm. um and i got a text from a fan of the show todd schneider we've mentioned a couple times yeah, but yeah. he said he said that uh, and he's an Aston Villa fan right right he said that uh, he enjoys um watching a, a Man City unless they are wearing their cream sickle <laughs> uniforms which I didn't get a chance to see while the game was on but I looked it up and yeah those are they're rough they're no those are ugly kits <laughs> You know, it's funny because they almost had an identical kit in Barcelona when Pep was there. Oh, I see. And they had a very, very similar kit. It's ah. like a yellow and pink. And it's, it's ugly. It, it was, yeah, exactly. It's uh, Creamsicle is probably the best way to describe it. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I, it's it was a weird one. Uh, obviously, it did okay because it worked for them. They ended up winning the game. But there's some crazy kits out there, that's for sure. Well, I, I also watched the Man U Arsenal game yeah. yesterday, which was a one 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 tie. Right. Uh, Man U's got uh, their alternate kits now are these like light gold, like vomit colored. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's the best I can explain what mm-hmm. color those are. Yeah, yeah. They're they're ugly. Yeah. And actually, uh, Arsenal also had this ridiculous yellow. It's I don't know. I I think we have uh, we have some candidates for worst kits ever. Yeah. This year. Yeah. No, you're right. There's some been some rough ones. I I know historically there's some teams that have had some really bad ones. Even Chelsea's I think third kit that they have has been getting a little bit of grief. They're kind of trying to go retro. But it's not really working for them. No. And so I don't know what's happening with some of Do the choices. Do they have choices. collars? Some like of the... them have collars. Yeah, oh, come exactly. On. Yeah. Don't bring back the collars, so please. The, yeah, I think Tottenham's got like a retro one with their Nike. So they're going back with the old. Instead of having just the swoosh, it's got Nike written underneath it. Okay. So they've got some different ones. And then, like you said, the Adidas. It, it's all, that seems to be all the in thing now, but... Well, then I'll just go back in the back of my closet and bring out the old my old kit somewhere. Well, I go get some of my father's. Uh, you know, <laughs> they get the little tie, the little ties at, at the, in the jersey shirt. You know, where you tie it together. Yeah, exactly, that's right. Those? I do remember those. I do remember those. So, okay. and they and they, I remember in England when they had some of those kits. Some Man United had like lace. Yes, yes. Back in like the early nineties, I think it was just crazy stuff. 
but yeah i was when we were chatting about it i i saw one they're probably one of the ugliest ones and we'll, we'll post a few on on twitter as well but hull city had the uh, one when they they're the tigers they okay. literally had basically it looked like tiger stripes across the uniform. It was awful. Oh my god! It yeah, was... actually, Hull City, all of theirs were awful, <laughs> if I remember right. Yellow, black—it's just kind of yeah. golden. Black is a tough color to work with. Yeah. So, um, if you have some suggestions, uh, I'm talking about the listeners now. If uh, if you have some suggestions for ugliest kits ever, post them on our our uh, Twitter page, and and we'll we'll mention you next week on the show. Definitely. All right, we have to take a quick break. Uh, free kicks. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Tommy. And then I'm Sam, I guess. And I'm Kimmy. And we're the colleagues of And Friends. Yes. And colleagues. And co-workers. And acquaintances. Every week we talk about the weirdest things, Florida men. Sex toys. And Tommy gives away something every single week. First week it was 10 grand. Second week it was my virginity. Next week it's going to be a cat. So listen to And Friends Season 2, an Opie show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. Misfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's new cars still available with an honest-to-goodness manual transmission, plus a so-so Saab sells for a not-so-so-so price. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we are back. All right, it is time to explain that foreign tradition. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So one of the things I always ask you about um, when it's Derby time mm-hmm. is about the uh, the difference between, um, or the, the, what's the term? The competition between two teams from the same city, the 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 hatred that they have yeah. for each other, yeah. uh, the strength of that uh, rivalry, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and actually I, on my other podcast that I host mm-hmm. with uh, Dave Stern called uh, Minutia Men, we interviewed the woman who is we call her the Mind the Gap Lady. Okay. So if you ever go to England and yeah, yeah, the yeah. London Underground, she's Mind the Gap. <laughs> Next stop, Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> And so we thought it'd be fun to talk to her. And she actually was hilarious. Wow. Very funny. She lives in Manchester. Okay. So she never rides the London Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I heard she was from Manchester, I asked her about the rivalry yeah. between Man U and Man City. And uh, so I wanted to play this for you. Here we go. All right. Are you a Man yeah. U fan or a Man City fan? Oh, Man U, all the way. Okay. Don't you mention Manchester City in this house, I'll tell you. I, there's no, no blue. No, the color blue does not core. exist. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I was actually asked a few months ago to record something for Manchester City. And, and you I said no? genuinely. Did you say no? My blood curdled a little <laughs> when I read the email from the guy, and I said to him, You must understand that. If I agree to do this, I'm going against my family's religion here. Yeah. Um, so I hope you realize what I'm sacrificing for you, I said to the guy. But you sucked so it up I and you it, did it. I did it under duress. And I did it thinking this is just going to feed my children. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's going to be a, a good thing in the end. But part of my soul died. 
<laughs> I think that kind of sums up what it's wow. like, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. I mean, families are split up because of this. Yeah. People get divorced because of this. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, that that's definitely a big divide in terms of red and blue. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the two traditional colors that you always look at. Right. Like in Liverpool, there's Everton, which is blue, yeah. and Liverpool, which is red. And yeah. It is funny. Yeah. And we do it. And it's funny, even for my job in coaching education, when we actually work with groups, we always work with reds and blues. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. And, you know, what's ironic? And being a blues fan, Chelsea, yeah. blues always the team that we're working with. They're always the attacking team or the defending team. So <laughs> yeah, that the, is. The reds are always the other team, just so you know. I remember when uh, my son played for you, uh, he went to a Manchester United game and bought a Van Persie jersey <laughs> and came to practice wearing it. And you were like, get off of my field. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. So it is now time for Guess That Premier League Star. And this is something that you can play along with at home. I give you clues. And Adam uh, has to figure out who the Premier League star is. All right. Now, this hasn't been going so well for you. I'll tell you, it's been a massive struggle. (laughs) You found my weakness. You found my kryptonite here. All right. So, again, um, play along at home. We're going to start with uh, he he is 28 years old. All right, is this so. the same one as last year, last week? <laughs> Which apparently is a common age. <laughs> he wears number 17. Okay. He played in the Bundesliga for Wolfsburg and Werder Bremen. Okay. And in in 2014-15, he was named the Bundesliga Player of the Year. This might be Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, man. Oh. Much better than I thought. <laughs> the next one was he played three games for Chelsea. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that he was a Chelsea player. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was on loan from Chelsea when he played in the Bundesliga. Yeah. 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 He played for Chelsea and then he permanently went over there to Wolfsburg and right. then came back and then obviously kind of did the full circle. But yeah, he was at Chelsea. Chelsea, if you think about it, if they would have kept all the players, if they would have had him. Yeah, Mo Salah. They had Mo Salah for <laughs> right, a while. Right. You know, if they could have worked it out, yeah. we, we'd, we'd be we'd be the Man City right now, or the Liverpool, I guess you could say. Yeah. And when you think about it, you've got the best players from Man City and the best players from Liverpool. They were all at Chelsea at one point. Wah, wah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing that I found surprising when I was uh, researching Kevin De Bruyne, and that is, he's only scored 25 times in the Premier League. Hmm. That's interesting. 123 appearances. Yeah. Um, now, he's probably got 123 assists. Yeah, no right? question. And that's really his game. He's yeah. the passer. Yeah. But still. Yeah, and, and I was just reading, he's got a groin injury, so he might be out for a little bit. Right. So, again, another injury, unfortunately, for him. So, that might have a little bit of an impact. And he's, he's actually started really well this season. Yeah, and, I, and that, you, know, you got to feel bad for Man City because they have no one to replace him with. They've <laughs> got no, no depth at all. I know, team. it's tough. Where, where do they go? I <laughs> hope they'll be okay. <laughs> all right, so one of the things that we do here every week is we... Uh, go to the NBC app, and we try to uh, guess the scores and help you pro- possibly win $50,000. Um, and it turns out that uh, we're not that great at this. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But last week, we each got one game correct. Wow. Brilliant. So congratulations <laughs> to you and okay. to me. Um, it's very hard to pick these. Yeah, no yeah. question. It's tough. 
So here are the games for this week. We're going to start with West Ham at home against Crystal Palace. Yeah. it's Both teams doing well. Yeah. Uh, off to a good start. I, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Are you? All right. I'm, I'm actually going to pick West Ham because I, I like West Ham there at mm-hmm. home. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick a one nothing okay game in that game now we have southampton at home versus chelsea well again southampton struggling a little bit uh obviously chelsea's there on the road i think they're gonna squeeze it out i'll give chelsea a 2-1 win okay i also have a 2-1 win for chelsea on that one uh man city against the wolves yeah wolves are starting to pick it up a little bit uh man city at home Going to be a tough one for Wolves on the road, so I'm going to go with Man City 3, Wolves 1. Do you think, well, when was the last time Man City lost at home? It's got to be. It's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, they, they're very good at home. I mean, yeah. they, and they just score so many goals. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, I'm going to put them at uh, 3-0. Okay. I don't uh, I don't think the Wolves are going to be able to score off mm-hmm. of them. Uh, you got Arsenal at home. They are much better at home than they are on the road, and they're playing against Bournemouth this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Arsenal will come back with a good victory, and they looked, they looked well in spurts against Man United this past uh, Monday. I'm going to give them a 2-1 win over Bournemouth. Okay. I have it as a uh, 3-0 win over mm, Bournemouth. Okay. I just think that they're going to come back and, yeah. and put it together. I can see that. Uh, Newcastle against Man United. Now, these are two teams that are struggling <sighs> yeah, I mightily. You, I know. That's just a pick em. I mean, if Man United lose this game, whew, then you know you're in trouble. Right. I mean, Solskjaer might be heading up to the uh, up to the executive offices for looking, <laughs> look, talking about his job situation. Uh, but I still think they've got enough. I mean, there's no question uh, Newcastle are going to struggle. So I, I think it's going to be a Man United 2 nothing victory. I've got him at one nothing because okay. I don't see him scoring two goals. <laughs> uh, you know, even uh, Rashford isn't not looking good these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, he's struggling too. Finishing has been an issue. Yeah, that's just it's not Does good. He have, uh, is he injured? No, he was injured. Okay. He went off the West Ham game the previous week. Right. Uh, went off with an injury, but he came back pretty quickly. Um, yeah, just I think it's just everybody. They're just, they're just down, downtrodden a little bit. That's the problem. Okay. All right. So those of you playing along at home, make sure you uh, get your uh, money out and uh, see if you can win $50,000. Uh, now it's time to see what's happening around here. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. Soccer news. What do you got? Yeah, we're, we're busy. Got a lot of coaching education this weekend. So uh, Saturday and Sunday, we're finishing off a D license. We're going to be out at Methodist Park in Arlington Heights. So um, we definitely need players at that time. So uh, we need uh, really... Kids to come out on Saturday afternoon and Sunday. So Saturday, 12, uh, 1.30 to 3.30, and then Sunday, 12 to 2, out to the park. We'll give out a T-shirt. So if, if kids are available, I know uh, with all the rainouts this past weekend, maybe a, an opportunity to get some extra touches for those kids. And, and what you you may not re- realize is this is a free training opportunity yeah. for kids. You know, yeah. And these are all coaches that are learning to get their licenses right and so right you've got the best coaches in uh, the state of illinois there so it's a f- chance to get your kids out there playing some soccer. right exactly get them to play and then uh, then i'm actually going to be in chicago in the city 
working with our Soccer for Success program. Uh-huh. And uh, what's kind of nice is we're working with U.S. Soccer and uh, we're working on this grassroots roadshow. And uh, we're going to just do a quick two-hour clinic uh, for coaches. We've got coaches from all over the city to come in. And uh, just talk about play, practice, play. Talk about the new philosophy and methodology that U.S. soccer and obviously Illinois youth soccer we work on in terms of our coaching courses. So we're going to do that. There's going to be playing going on as well. Yeah. So when you say play, 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 practice, play. Right. uh, That's is that the new method of uh, doing uh, uh, training? Is you let them play, then you practice, uh, like. Uh, drills and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then you let them play again? Yep, exactly. So okay. play is a small-sided aspect, 2v2s, 3v3s, uh-huh. kind of planting the seed in terms of what the topic and theme for the day is. Then we work on a little activity, more challenging, less challenging, depending on how well they do, and then we finish with a game that looks exactly what it's going to look like on the weekend. Is that how they do it in England? Similar. There's okay. all kinds of different ways of doing it. There's definitely that element. I think in Europe, there's an element of that as well. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is getting the kids touches and playing. You know, we want to avoid the kids standing around where they're waiting to get the ball. And we see that so often. You know, why right. not get them playing and get the touches in those small-sided games? Well, you know, so we're going to be able to report on whether or not that's true. Yeah. Because we're going to go to Chelsea in November That's and we're right. going to actually watch the training sessions of some of these younger teams. Yeah, you're right. We're going to have full access to those U8 academies and, yeah. and different things. So, you know, obviously it's slightly different in the fact that they're probably training a few more times a week than what sure. probably some of our club teams do. But there's probably going to be a, a very similar similar ideas and, and thought process. It'll be interesting just to hear what the, the methodology of the coaches are at, at Chelsea Football Club. I'm looking forward to seeing the littlest kids yeah. uh, at the academy, Chelsea Academy already. You know, yeah. you're like, yeah, U8. They've got a U8 team. I know. That's I, crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, those kids are signing up with them and committing themselves to play with them for a couple of years. It's it's great. And uh, they're getting some great coaching and uh, be really fun to watch. And a lot of the players that play now in the Premier League, some of these younger players, they came up through the academy. You're right. I mean, if you, again, using Chelsea as an example, they're the ones that are using a lot of youth players. Um, probably the, the biggest one was John Terry. I saw a picture on Twitter actually just the other day when he was signing his first contract as a 12-year-old, you know, wow. committing himself to be there because they knew that he was going to be a bright player for them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's neat just to see all these players go through the ranks. I bet we'll meet him when we're there. He seems like the kind of guy who just kind of hangs out like, hello, it's me, John Terry. How he, are you? <laughs> yeah, even though he's working with Aston Villa, he yes. seems to head down to Chelsea quite often. It's yeah. true, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you'll be surprised how many people will bump into. Maybe a Didier Drogba sighting. Who knows? Oh, I'd love to meet yeah. Drogba. All right, so uh, it's time for what people tune in for, and that's this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Lots of good games on TV. We went over uh, five of them, but what do you think is going to be the uh, the game to watch? This yeah, weekend? I think the game to watch is going to be the, the, the quest of current Liverpool manager against former Liverpool manager. I think we've got Liverpool versus Leicester. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. is going to be a great game. Wow. It's going to be a really good one. Brendan Rodgers, this is his first time back at Anfield wow. since, he, since he was fired. 
Should be a really good one. And we talked earlier, there's some chinks forming in the Liverpool uh, uh, armor. Yeah. And uh, this could be... This could be the game. I agree. I agree. This could be the upset. This could be the, the first defeat or at least taking away some points from Liverpool. Oh, boy. That would be like a gold for this for Brendan Rodgers. Oh, yeah. It? I'm sure he's going to yeah. be pretty pumped up about that one. I bet. I <laughs> bet. I wonder which players is going to take out. <laughs> All right. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins now works at the White House. Spotted cows at the Spotted Cow Brewery. Cubs Funeral. David Lee Roth, Brush with Rick. And our guest, Skip Graparis. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. <laughs> Tony Lasano Podcast and Opi Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com. Hey, this is Tony Lasano with Nude Hippo, the podcast, and this week I have a special guest. Her name is? Amy Records Landucker. <laughs> not Records. <laughs> Records is not your middle name. <laughs> and we'll talk about the season finale of? Transparent on Amazon Prime. And the next edition of Nude Hippo, the podcast. I am not nude, though. We don't know. <laughs> nude Hippo, the podcast. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. No, I like Lasano.